Welcome to the Cat Katibi Podcast, your source for all things health, happiness, and beauty. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking with Allie of fitgeek.com. That's fit-geek.com. And she is a fitness expert and personal trainer. So we're going to be telling you guys how you can, in fact, lose fat and gain muscle. So that's what we're going to be going over today. So let's welcome Allie to the show. Hi, my name is Ali Quinones. I'm a certified personal trainer with the NASM. Uh, I'm located in Miami, Florida, and I also do online coaching and programs. So Ali, tell us how you can lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. Okay, so this is called recomposition in the fitness world. And just like you said, it's losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time. It's, it's possible, but it's not always easy to achieve. Uh, the reason that it can be kind of difficult is because to lose fat, you need to be in a caloric deficit. And to gain muscle, you generally need a surplus of calories. So those are opposing goals. But uh, a workaround for that is you will have days when you are losing fat and then days where you are gaining muscle. So it can be done. The people who are going to have the easiest time with it are beginners, but people who are more advanced and more experienced with resistance training, weight training, they're going to have a little bit of a harder time. And why is it easier for beginners? So for me, just to clarify, a beginner is someone who has never consistently done resistance training. So maybe if you did like, uh, you know, an outdoor boot camp or you did a body sculpt class at the gym, I would still consider you a beginner because you never consistently lifted weights. And so the reason that it's easier for them is because their body's not used to that stimulus. So they're very responsive to it, like once they introduce um, a type of resistance training. And once you are trained, once your body has adapted to that, it's just going to take more effort to see results. So an example I used to, I like to use is going into a hot tub. If you haven't been into that hot tub and you step your foot in, it's going to be really hot. It's going to be a shock to your body and you're going to have a strong response. But the longer you sit in that hot tub, the longer you're exposed to that hot water, the more your body adapts to it. And it's kind of the same thing with exercise. So what can a beginner do to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time? So they should focus on some kind of resistance training. Uh, I'm a big advocate of lifting weights. So I think that's how you're going to get the most uh, effective results. So they should do some kind of resistance training, focus on getting stronger. They should clean up their diet and focus on getting enough protein so that they can start building that muscle and they should more or less be eating at like their maintenance level. So what would you consider enough protein? 
So to, to give this answer can get kind of complex to give you like a very simple, basic answer. Let's say one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So let's say, for example, if you weigh 120 pounds, that would be 120 grams of protein per day. If you go a little under or a little over, that's okay. That's just a general guideline that's pretty safe. So what about more advanced people? They're going to have to use more advanced protocols like uh, carb, cycle, carb cycling and or calorie cycling. So basically what that is, is on days that they do resistance training or weight training, they are going to eat slightly above maintenance. When I say maintenance, I mean the amount of food and calories you need to eat to maintain your weight. So days that they do their strength training, they're going to eat a little bit more so that they can build muscle. Then on days that they don't do any weight training or maybe they just do cardio, they're going to eat slightly below maintenance. So they're going to eat a little bit less. And you can do that just with your calories or you can do it in conjunction with carb cycling if you want to, meaning that on days that you're doing weights or, or resistance training, you're going to have more carbs. And then on days that you're not doing your resistance training, you'll have less carbs or a low carb. So what can you do to make sure that you're actually building muscle? You, like I said, you want to do resistance training. You want to make sure that you're getting stronger, uh, not to get too technical, but in the fitness world, we call it progressive overload, which means um, slowly doing more work over time, adding more stress to your body. And you would do that like through weights, um, through resistance training. For example, like let's say you can't do any push-ups, and then you get to a point where you can do 10 push-ups. That's great. Like from the point of zero push-ups to 10 push-ups, you will probably have gained some muscle and obviously you've gained strength. But then once you get to those 10 push-ups, you're going to have to do a little bit more to keep building muscle or else you're going to plateau. So you want to like keep getting stronger in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, keep slowly over time trying to add more resistance. Um, so you can do it by like if you're at that those 10 push-ups, you can do more reps, like maybe try to get to 25 push-ups, or you can start like doing presses with, uh, with weights and trying to work your way up with that. So how long do you think something like this would take? So <laughs> for a beginner, they're going to see faster results. It, you know, the most important thing is consistency. So if the, a beginner is consistent and sticking to the plan, I would say within three to six months, they would be able to see a pretty good change in their body. For someone who is more advanced, let's say they've been lifting weights and working out consistently for a year or two years, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, I would say maybe six months to a year. And that can be kind of the hard part, you know, having the patience to see it through. So this is like the long haul. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is that it's, it's very sustainable. Um, you, you know, uh, that's why a lot of people like to do it because you're not like in a super dry, like eating a super little amount of food, which can be hard for some people to stick to. So, 
Is there anyone who shouldn't do this? I would say people who are or obese or maybe uh, like a little bit overweight, uh, if they have more than 15 pounds uh, that they want to lose, that fat loss will probably be the primary goal for them. And just to be clear, like let's say uh, you have an obese person who does resistance training, they're still going to be doing a recomposition on their body because they will be losing fat. And if they are doing resistance training, like I said, they will most likely be building muscle at the same time too. The difference is just that their primary goal is fat loss. And so when we talk about recomposition, like traditionally what it means is that a person is more or less staying close to the weight that they're already at, but changing the way that their body looks, um, you know, by building muscle and losing fat. So if you have someone who let's say is 300 pounds, it's going to be hard for them to stay 300 pounds and be ripped unless they're like a Viking or a super huge person. So um, overweight or obese people would probably benefit more from focusing on fat loss. The different, you know, the training I would say is the same. The variable here is your diet. Um, overweight people or obese people are going to be eating or they're going to be in more of a deficit versus someone who's closer to their target weight. So recomposition is kind of like um, you kind of maintain your weight and you just decrease fat and gain muscle. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. All righty. So um, where else can we find you? I think you have like something for us, like some exercises. I have an exercise program that I put out. It's free. Uh, A lot of the people who follow me, like when I talk to them, their biggest struggles are not having time to work out and not being able to go to the gym. So I created a program called Minimalist Muscle, and it can be done at home with minimal equipment, and they are quick workouts, and they will help you build muscle. So that's awesome, and I'm going to include that in the show notes. Great. So again, thank you so much for coming, and this was super helpful, and I can't wait to get started on these programs that you have for us. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you made it this far, I'm sure you found some benefit to the hard work that I put into the show. Show your support by subscribing to the podcast. Leave me a voicemail question or email me at thehealthfulgypsy at gmail.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Be sure to join the Facebook group. You can find all that information in the show notes and my website, katkatibi.com. This podcast is for informational merrymaking and metaphysical purposes only. Statements and views are not medical advice. This podcast, including Kakatibi, disclaim any adverse effects by the use of information you may have heard. Opinions of guests are totally their own. This podcast does not endorse statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications, credibilities, or sanity. Individuals may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to on the podcast. If you think you have a medical problem, consult with a licensed medical physician, not just the spirit of your ancestors while on ayahuasca.